Welcome to Detour to Neverland, where you are the author of your own Disney story. There's a lot of satisfaction in developing ideas into realities. And you can find magic in your everyday life. If you do what you really want to do, you feel like you're playing. How can you write your first chapter today? Dreams are how we figure out where we want to go. Life is how we get there. I'm headed this way. We're your hosts, Brendan and Catherine. Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. Today is episode number 317, where we're going to be giving you our review and just overall experience of Boo Bash, which we had the opportunity to go to this past Friday. So we're super excited. Before we get into that, we want to mention our travel agent sponsor for today's episode, It is Hannah Little with Creating Magic Vacations. If all of this talk about an after-hours event has you wanting to go to ones in the future, you can either do Christmas. This year, tickets are still available for, I believe, every single night for the Christmas after-hours event. Or if you're looking forward to next year, maybe Oogie Boogie Bash. Or for this Boo Bash, if they keep the same name for next year, then Hannah is your go-to person If you have ever tried to book your own after-hours ticket events, sometimes it can be very stressful, very long wait times, websites, crashings, all things like that. It is so easy to do it through a travel agent, especially with Hannah. You just put in your request, tell her what dates you want to do, and she takes care of it. Make sure that she gets the tickets secured, and you don't have to wake up early. You don't have to waste any of your time, and it is the exact same price that you would have paid doing it yourself, and Hannah is helping you along the way. So we highly recommend using her for any events or just any travel in general for that. And you can reach her at detourtoneverland.com slash little bit of Disney. Of course, that link is down in the show notes below. Also reach out to Hannah on Instagram at little bit of Disney underscore, and she can answer any questions that you might have or get that ball rolling to book some travel for you. This episode is also made possible by our Patreon brand new I believe, if my math is correct, there are 11 magnets left. The first 25 patrons who sign up are getting a limited edition, (laughs) one-time run of magnets that we are sending out to the first 25 people in there. Like I said, I think if the math checks out, 14 minus 25 is 11. Is that correct, Miss Math Teacher? Uh, That is correct, sir. Good job. Use that calculus. (laughs) Yep. So we would love to have you join us over there. Our very first Patreon-only episode is also dropping this week, and our Patreon is just $5 a month. So just a small contribution. Hopefully, we think that we are giving you your money's worth for that and lots of great things going over there. You can read the full rundown of the benefits. Again, the link is in our show notes. So Boo Bash. I don't even know where to start. I think... We're recording this episode at a good time because we're still on an all-time high. This was so much fun. This has got to go down as one of the most fun nights that we've ever had in Magic Kingdom. But I'm going to preface that or put a little asterisk next to that in that we're not going to be completely all rose-colored glasses on this. I think we do have some critiques or some things that we missed from different parties that we've went to in the past, and we're going to give the full rundown of that, of all the offerings, everything that we did, and to start from there. Now, we typically don't do something like this, but we did want to, a big talking point for Boobash this year was the price. And 
in just full transparency, we thought it'd be useful to tell you what we paid per person so that we can reflect on if we think that was worth it. Because honestly, we bought these back in like midsummer. I forgot how much we paid because like we've already paid that credit card bill off. <laughs> it's it's in the past to me. It's all yeah, it's long gone. But we did know at the time when we were buying the tickets that they were pricier than they have been in the past. And we did not get the opportunity to go to as many boo bashes as we had originally hoped because we do love Halloween. We love getting to dress up. We wanted to do multiple. The price was a little steep, so we just settled for one. So boo bash pricing, which is similar to how they've done it in the past, it's kind of variable based on if it's a weekend night, how close you are to Halloween. They kind of progressively get higher as you get further into September and October. But even within that, like I said, a weeknight is going to be less expensive than a weekend. So on Friday, September 24th, the day that we went, the standard pricing was with tax was $148.04. (laughs) We got $10 off of that rate because of the annual pass discount. And so Looking back, the reason why we picked this one is that there was a dramatic increase in price because this was the last party of September because they're getting ready for the 50th now for the next weekend. And after these are all October dates for the rest of the duration of the Halloween season, they will resume on Tuesday, October 5th. And those jump to $169 a person. And when we were considering which date we wanted to go to, so not only was price a factor, but it was important to us too to be able to go on a weekend just because it is a very late night. I don't think we could dress up and really enjoy our time knowing that we'd have to wake up early the next morning to go to school. So weekend was important. And I want to say we didn't get to sleep last night until 2 a.m. I was going to say 2 or 2.30. So it's kind of crazy. So... Everything that's offered in Boo Bash, and it's very difficult not to just straight compare this to Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, which we've done in the past. And then on top of that, just looking through social media, or if you're a Disneyland person, it's very hard not to just straight compare this to Oogie Boogie Bash. I want to just get it out of the way. They're not equal. This is not an equal event to either of the previously two mentioned This is more in line with maybe like a villain's after party if you would have done something like that. Or I maybe would have even compared it to a Moonlight Magic type of party that we've done in the past through DVC, which those don't have any cost associated with them. So it's a little hard to compare. But just from an experience standpoint, that's what I think it's more in line with. And that is what a lot of people told us going into it is you need to just approach it from... This is an after hours event. The crowds are going to be lesser, which of course is always nice. We never did the villains party, but I have seen a lot of people compare it to that online. So let's talk about just before we got into the party, how we decided to approach this. Number one would be costumes. So this is one of the events that you can dress up. You do not have to adhere to the standard uh, wear (laughs) <laughs> guidelines that you do dress code normally and Catherine, who did we go as together our favorites my favorites wanda and vision 
We did. And there's an elephant in the room that I think we need to answer right off the bat. Which is? Is my face still red? It is not. We are happy to report that all of the makeup removing products that I had at at home did the trick for you. I will say I'm holding the map right now because it's the easiest way to talk through all of the offerings. There is so much red paint on this map because it got everywhere throughout the night, but it held up pretty well. It really did. I was pretty impressed. So if you haven't seen pictures yet, we opted to do the Wanda Envision in their Halloween costumes. I think from the very moment that we saw that episode of WandaVision, I said, Brendan, this is it. This is what we're dressing up as for Halloween. It's been decided. And we never wavered from that. I always knew this was the dream. So we started planning our costumes probably about a month in advance where we had to look everything up, buy everything from Amazon, face paint, tights, shoes, wigs. We did the whole thing. And it probably, I mean, obviously it took me a little longer to get ready. It took me like two hours, Brendan, like a solid 30 minutes. But the face paint was fun. We had to be very careful. <laughs> um, and then driving there in our getup, we got a few looks on the road as we were driving. Yeah, our friend Savannah asked us that question because we put out, you know, who could guess what our costumes would be. And after we unveiled it, she said, you know, I'd love to hear what it was about or I'd love to know how people looked at you on your drive in there. And that's something I did not anticipate at all is I'd have to be driving down the road <laughs> in our little car with non-tinted windows. Like people could see straight into our car in a full vision outfit. Our neighbors also saw us when we were leaving, which was a little weird. I know that was the one that I think maybe the most self-conscious, like I don't care what random strangers think about us, but our neighbors who actively avoid us <laughs> to see us all dressed up like that was a little weird, but that's okay. They actively avoid us on their own accord. Let's make that clear. Yeah, we've never never done done anything. They just like to not fraternize with us, I guess. Which is fine. Our feelings aren't hurt. No, our feelings weren't hurt. But I'd say... Oh, I was being sarcastic. Our feelings are hurt. Because they don't want to talk to us ever. I mean, (laughs) I'm over it. (laughs) They're lost. Obviously, we're super cool. And they're missing out. But once we got to the parking lot, I think at first that's where I was a little self-conscious because, you know, you look out, everybody getting out of their cars, and it didn't seem like anyone else was wearing a costume. And it puts you into that mind space, like if you were in middle school and it's a dress-down day or whatever it might be, and your friends aren't there, and you're standing out, and you don't know what to do. But I will say, as soon as we got to the ferry boat, we saw... Other superheroes, other people who were dressed up. We saw a Cinderella and a Prince Charming, and then everything started to feel a little better. Yeah, it's that's maybe one of my talking points of something that was not... We've dressed up in the past. So, what was that, three or four years ago? It was five. It was the first year we got married. Wow. (laughs) So, we went as Carl and Ellie. And my sister was with us, so she was Russell. Yeah, and for that, we were staying on property, so it was kind of normal just to walk out of your hotel room and go to the party because you were around people. 
nobody was really questioning it up to that point. It didn't seem like because people knew that there was a not so scary happening that night. You got on the Disney transportation and you went and it was fine. It, like you said, I don't think I was mentally prepared for the amount of attention that you would get for wearing it. And it's not a bad thing. It ended up being really, really fun. And I'm super glad that we did it and wore the costumes. But as two introverted people, you know, you talk about your battery, of <laughs> your social battery. It was super nice. You know, you got compliments and people wanted to talk to you and all kinds of stuff. But then by the end of the night, I was so drained because in my mind, when I pictured this event, it'd be like, we're just hanging out with each other. Like we do every time we go to the parks. Otherwise, like sometimes we talk to people in line, we meet people, but it's never constantly knowing that people are looking at you and you can hear people saying, oh, there's Wanda and Vision. There's, I just wasn't prepared for that. And I think that's why we slept so hard last night, <laughs> the physical exhaustion, but also just the social and mental exhaustion of being very much in the limelight. Oh, yeah, because we are not those kind of people. Like, we typically don't even dress up to go to the parks. We we aren't flashy. Like you said, we're introverted. And then all of a sudden, I mean, if I have to say so myself, we had bomb costumes. But everyone else seemed to think so, too. And we never even considered that going to the party. You know, this was purely, like, my dream come true. Like, I had to be Wanda and Vision. And then when we got there... And, you know, people start complimenting your costume. It's like, oh, that's so nice. Like, you know, thank you. Thank you. And then it turned into people are coming up to us and asking us questions or they're wanting to take pictures and different things like that. And it's fun. And, you know, it gives you like a confidence boost because now we're not self-conscious about being in a costume. But it was something that we had never experienced before. But I will say hearing children say, look, there's Wanda, is probably uh, my greatest accomplishment. It was nice to me to be able to point out other nerds, like other people who <laughs> were wearing Marvel stuff. You kind of gave them, you ha you made eye contact with them and gave mm -hmm. them the nod. Like, you get it. Um, the best one that we saw, Maria Rambo and... Monica. And Monica. They were really cool. We saw them getting in line for Haunted Mansion. Yeah. Who else did we see that would have fallen to our we saw category? Some Loki variants and some Sylvies, and then we saw Bro Thor. We saw Renslayer. That was pretty cool. Yeah, Renslayer, and then she had a TVA Loki like, prison. Well, was it a Loki or just a prisoner? I'm gonna say it was a Loki. Okay, some sort of variant. Saw some Spider Mans. I saw some Black Panthers. It was fun. It was fun. I think you would see more at Oogie Boogie Bash just because of Avengers Campus now, but it was nice to see it here as well. Mm-hmm. All right. Any other thoughts on costumes before we move on kind of next topics? Oh, gosh. No, I don't think so. It might come up later because if I don't talk about being Wanda for the rest of this episode, I'm doing it wrong. It was very important to you. It was fun. So I think sort of the big categories to talk through here on what's offered at Boo Bash. First would be the entertainment. And so that comes in the form of cavalcades and of dance parties and the cadaver dance and characters. 
So I thought, I think we experienced everything that the party had to offer in all of those respects. We maybe missed a character or two, but I don't think we did. So let's talk through the cavalcades first, because we saw every single one of them. We saw some of them twice. First is the Mickey's Happy Halloween Cavalcade. That is Mickey, Minnie, Pluto, Donald, and Daisy. Correct? Did I miss any? Uh, no, I think that's it. I'm trying to picture it all. But yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, and that's the cavalcade that plays Boo to You. Which that's was the one the that they started with. That you needed to hear. Exactly. No complaints. I'm trying to think about the way that they did it last year. Were they on like that little gazebo kind of float when they came through last year? No. So last year they used the same float that they used during the daytime cavalcade. It's like the multi-tiered one with the circle platforms that they all stand on. And Mickey is in the direct center. And Minnie and Pluto would have been at the front. And then Donald and Daisy would have been in the back. This year, they had all of them walking. And then the gazebo is actually from the princess cavalcade that they use during the daytime. Mm -hmm. Where you see a lot of times it's Rapunzel or Tiana or Belle is sometimes in there. But it's just the... It's, the, it's moving, the little one. It's the yeah, it's just the moving gazebo. So that was probably my only critique of that one is that it was wonderful to hear Boo to You and it's wonderful to see Fairy, Minnie, and uh Vampire Mickey. And superhero Donald. And superhero Donald. I'm not short selling him. Don't you dare. But I would say the float was something that was missing for me. I agree because they didn't really decorate the gazebo. Like they didn't make it look Halloween. It was just, hey, this is what we have. Mickey and Minnie, how about you stand on it? And this is how we'll tote you around. So it didn't feel like over the top or grand. And I understand it's repurposed, but throw a pumpkin on there or something. Even last year when they did these just during normal park admission, they would sometimes even use the boot to you front sign to go with it. And they did not use that either. I think they always did. Now that you say that, I feel like we have a lot of pictures with that, you know, with the cast members carrying the sign. Yeah. And we did not see that last night. No. So speaking of floats and signs and just the presentation of it all, I think the next one is the best one in terms of this. And that is the Disney villains Halloween cavalcade. So they do have a lot of walking characters with this one and then a grand float at the very end. So the walking characters are Captain Hook, Corella DeVille, the Queen of Hearts, Bowler Hat Guy. Yes. And then up on this huge float is Jafar. This year they had Dr. Facilier, which I thought was a wonderful addition. I'd never seen him in Magic Kingdom before. Yeah, we loved him. And then on the back is the Evil Queen. And the mirror, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And so that one, as far as presentation, I think is by far the best. The song that they play during is the Good to Be Bad song. And the the that one, I think in particular, the dancers are, or the walking characters dance so well. Captain Hook is so over the top. Bowler Hat Guy is one of our favorites because he... Has good hand gestures. <laughs> Brendan, who did you compare him to, Brendan? He looks like Alexis from Schitt's Creek. <laughs> Which is like his mannerisms. I was going to say the exact same thing. I think that choreography is my favorite. 
And I even like how in that song, it even says boo to you, like towards the end. So it's kind of the best of both worlds. And that's the one that we got to see twice. Correct. And like I said, I think Dr. Facilier was a great addition to it. Oh, I mean, he knows how to dance. He brings all the energy. So he's probably one of the most entertaining just villains by far. If there's maybe one thing I would change on that, and this kind of leaks into our next cavalcade as well, is sometimes they will give the face characters a microphone so they can speak to the guest. I think Dr. Facilier really could have used a microphone. Ooh, I would have liked some commentary. Yeah, that's a good idea. Just some light, you know, not talking over the song, but when just there's pointing a things thing. out or saying things to people in the crowd. Correct. I like that. Next one is the Jack's Nightmare Cavalcade. That is Jack, Sally, and Oogie Boogie. And so Jack, I don't know if he has a microphone, but he can do, he can talk. And the reason why I think he maybe didn't have a microphone is because he looked at us and he said something, but we couldn't hear him. So either the music was too loud and, like, I don't know if his microphone goes in and out based on the part of the song, but anyway. But it was cool just to know that he recognized us and he was trying to say something, but I think that one's always a good one. That float in particular, I always enjoy. I think Sally does a really good job. I like seeing her in the front. And then, of course, Oogie Boogie. You can't beat that. He is. It's not Halloween time until you've seen Oogie Boogie in person. So now it's officially Halloween time? Yes, I'm all in. Okay. And then the last cavalcade, I guess it's what you'd call it. Does yeah, it fall under it a still cavalcade? falls into the category. Is Maleficent's Fiery Prowl. And I said it in our vlog, which we'd love for you to go watch that as well. <laughs> I think this was the first time I've seen Maleficent in at least two years, if not three. Because if you remember back, she was part of the Festival of Fantasy Parade. And she caught on fire, so she was out of commission for a long time. Then she came back, and then it was the pandemic. And I don't think I've seen her post-fire until now. I don't think so either. And I really enjoyed that one for a couple different reasons. Just the magnitude of Maleficent. I think I forgot just how big she was, which was pretty cool. But I also really liked the performers that were with her. And I don't remember, since it's been so long, if those performers were, were always traveling with Maleficent or if they were new or if they were just for Halloween, but they had some very cool costumes. I believe they have been with her, at least because she used to appear in the Villains After Party, After Hours Party. And I think they've at least been with her since then. I know I've seen them on camera before. Mm -hmm. I think they had some maybe less so ones when she was with Fessel of Fantasy. That makes sense. But they had like the big crow birds. They had big old wings and then like vine people, I guess, because that's part of the movie. What would you call them? You're laughing. I don't know. I don't know. Vine, they're vine fact. people on stilts. Oh, okay. It was a cool costume. That's their official title. I'm a vine person. Yes. And then uh, to round out entertainment, we had the Cadaver Dance which we saw their first showing of the day. We rope dropped the cadaver dance, if you will. I mean, you have to, right? You have to see them. They actually perform four times throughout the party. So the first one is just 10 minutes after the party starts, and then they come out periodically in between. And I I really like their location in Frontierland. 
I maybe would have preferred if they were somewhere else, though, just because it makes that part of the park super congested because everybody watches the cadaver dance and then everybody sits there and waits because basically they finish their set and then five minutes later a cavalcade starts. And I will say that's what I did really like about the cavalcade times, though. It's because even though they didn't do it in the form of a parade, it was very parade-like because we basically watched the cadaver dance and then didn't move until all the cavalcades came through because it was kind of like bam, 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 and then we were done. This is a topic that's kind of been beaten to death, I feel like, in the Disney community, but just in that same thought, why can't you have a parade then? I know we were going to go there. I don't know. Nobody asked me. If they would have asked me, I would have said, just do the parade because we didn't see any grave diggers. Here's my, here's what I'm saying. Let's look at the time. The Mickey's Happy Halloween Cavalcade, 925. After that, there's a short little break there. But then Villains, 10 p.m. Jack, 10, 10 p.m. Maleficent, 10, 20 p.m. How's that any different? It's it's not. Everybody stands in the same spot the entire time. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, and I honestly didn't even didn't dawn on me until right now that we didn't see any grave diggers. That is a that is a that's a crime in the con <laughs> column. Maybe it was just us. I mean, have you seen video footage from anyone else? No, I don't think they've been here this year. I've Dang. tried not to watch too much boobash content. Yeah, because I didn't want to spoil it. But anyway, back to the cadaver dance. They are outstanding. Love them with all of my heart. You would never say a bad word about the Dans. Would you? No. Oh, you said you were posing that as that I was. No, but you're the, I feel like you're the fanatic, the Dan fanatic out of the two of us. I am. You do love them. They, their jokes were on point. Their songs were pretty good. So they do change the sets up, I think, because sometimes we could hear them off in the distance when we weren't as close so we heard them, like the signature song we heard them sing was Cruella DeVille, which was really fun. I would have maybe liked to hear them sing Grim Grinning Ghost or Boo to You, which we've heard them sing in the past, mm-hmm. but it was still wonderful to hear them. It was. The other thing, I don't know if you mentioned, as far as entertainment, this is probably the very last piece, although I guess it could also fall into characters. Haunted Mansion, do you remember what her name was? I don't actually know her name. We could look it up, and I feel like a fraud of a fan for not knowing her name. But, yeah. Because she told us, and then I forgot. Because at first I thought it was Constance. It is not Constance. It is just like a Southern Belle. I don't know. But she's funny. So that's why I kind of put her into the category of entertainment, because she had dialogue. She talked to us. Uh, She asked who we were, and we said Wanda and Vision. And then she said, yes, I am a Vision. It was tearing me up, so I looked it up. Okay. Madam Carlotta. Yeah, I would have never gotten that. So she's not actually a character from the attraction. So that's why I feel like we get a pass for not knowing knowing her her name. However, she said that Master Gracie was her uncle. Which I did appreciate. That was a nice tie-in. Yeah, so maybe, you know, if we get the Haunted Mansion movie eventually, maybe we'll see her make an appearance there. But that's what she said her connection was 
too. And she was hilarious. I mean, she was outstanding. She has been there for Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party in past years, but I don't think we've actually ever seen her. If I remember our last Halloween party, I believe it rained a lot during it, and she never came out because of that. Hmm. I believe you. I don't quite remember ever seeing her before, so I'm going to go with your answer. One more thing we need to cover in the entertainment category, and then we'll move on to characters, is the DJ dance party in Tomorrowland. We just weren't the target demographic, I don't think. Well, so I will say this is something that I really wanted to do. Brendan did it just to appease me because you're a good person. But in the past, Thank you for that. <laughs> in the past, I've really enjoyed the dance parties. And I guess it's because they used to bring out characters. So, for example, there was one year where me, my mom and my sister went and we dressed up as the Monsters, Inc. characters and at the dance party. They brought out Sully and Mike and even Boo dressed as a monster. So I feel like in the past, I kind of had this idea of what the dance party was. And it was busy and it was fun and they were playing music. There was even a dance party we went to that one time, Brendan, where it was Nick Wilde and Judy Hopps. Because we got a cool video from that. And I feel like whenever you say dance party, that's where my mind goes and for whatever reason, it never even dawned on me, hey, there are not going to be characters here, not even like on the stage, at least when we went by. And I do think that kind of brought the cool factor down. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they played like Call Me Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate the nostalgia, but a little much. So what music would you have liked to have heard? Um, Boot to You. And Just on repeat. Grim Grinning Ghost. Really set the tone. Mm -hmm. Okay, characters. I've got the map up, and I can pinpoint who is on these locations. We actually did see everybody, with the exception of two characters, which we'll talk about at the end. I'm going to start in Adventureland and go around from there. So first one that you could see is Goofy as a pirate. He's right across from Pirates of the Caribbean, where you would typically sometimes meet Captain Jack Sparrow. And he was really fun. He was super interactive in this current time of how they're doing things. It is sort of difficult. And this is a theme for all of these characters. There are no lines, but people want to form lines. And so sometimes people will give you kind of dirty looks when you're not forming a line. But the character attendants are telling you, just walk up there. Yes. Don't form a line. But the news doesn't travel far enough back in the crowd, I don't think. So that's... Like, if there's one thing, I understand, like, why we can't hug them. Like, cast member safety is absolutely number one and guest safety. But that's my biggest complaint about this. It's just a lack of structure and how easily people can get perturbed with other guests because people are have different understandings of what's supposed to happen. Well, and in that situation, I think the one way that they could easily curb that is, yeah, the character attendant, you know, told us. You know, hey, just come over here and he'll turn to you when it's your turn or whatever. However, I know they picked up all the dots already, but if they had even just like temporary dots or X's out of tape that they could put on the ground, like a one, two, three, four, and then people would understand, hey, if I'm standing here, you know, this is kind of the line. And then maybe it would help it move along a little better because that was something that we saw in a couple 
occurrences and then it makes us feel awkward because we don't know what to do and we're not trying to cut anybody off. But yeah, it's just like a weird scenario. Yeah. So next, if you loop around to Frontierland, heading towards Liberty Square, up on the balcony of Grizzly Hall for Country Bear Jamboree, that is where you can find Chip and Dale. So uh, Chip is actually a pirate also. So there's <laughs> Lots two of pirates. pirates. And Dale is a vampire. And Dale was who we interacted with the most. He was super fun. I uh, We liked that we both had capes on. Yes. He That's was very, how we connected. Very complimentary of your cape. Yes. It's also fun because they are directly catty corner next to where the cadaver dance come out. And they don't go back in when the cadaver dance come out. So Dale was like directing them and he was reacting to their music. Like Cruella DeVille, he was like acting super scared. Or he said, or the line where they talk about a bat, he got really excited because he's bat-like, I guess, being a vampire. Yeah. So that was fun. That was fun. They were good. And they were out there pretty much constantly. Yeah, I don't think we ever walked by at a time where they were not out there. Next, heading towards Liberty Square, that's where Madame Carlotta is in front of Haunted Mansion. You do have to go into the exit queue to get there to see her. You can also see her if you went through the traditional queue if you wanted to ride Haunted Mansion. We did not, so you have to just go through the exit. Jumping over to Fantasyland is where you can see... I always have to look up their names, and I guess this means I need to watch Pinocchio. Gideon and Foul, foul Feather? It's actually foul n- fellow? Uh, not Foul Fellow, which I thought it was. That's what I said last night, which is maybe why you have that in your mind. But according to all ears, that is Gideon and Honest John. Oh, all right. Well, that name does not fit, but we'll go with it. But they're the two bad guys from Pinocchio. They're the ones that convince Pinocchio to skip school, and apparently skipping school turns you into a donkey. Okay, now I just looked up. I just Google searched Foulfellow and Gideon, and those two characters popped up. So does all ears have it wrong? Someone has it wrong. Everyone probably knows who we're talking about at this point. Or does Foulfellow have two different names? Oh, okay, here we go. Honest John, or known by his real name, John Worthington Foulfellow. So they're interchangeable. So you were right. Probably every guest, every listener knew that, except for us. But Well, now we know. Now we all know. So they are on, did you already say this? They're on the balcony of Pinocchio Village House. I don't think we said that, but that is where they are. We didn't get to get close enough to really interact with them because you had to go through a treat trail. And I know we aren't talking about treat trails right now, but sticking, you know, talking about our costumes, Brendan uh, did not have ears and with his red face paint. Available. (laughs) Available ears. Androids don't have ears. Uh, So we were unable to go anywhere inside. That's just kind of the decision that we made because of masks and everything. And we didn't get to do that treat trail because it went inside. Correct. And then last characters up at the front of the park at Crystal Palace were the friends from the Hundred Acre Woods. We happened to see Piglet dressed as a fairy and Eeyore dressed as a clown. So we missed Pooh as a bumblebee and Tigger as a pirate. 
Another pirate. Lots of pirates going on here. But that was just luck of the draw, I guess. And we didn't make it up there until very late in the night. So I don't even, Pooh and uh, Tigger might have been done by the time we got up there. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they were out at some point, but no, we didn't get to see them. But overall, you get pretty close to them. So they were very interactive too. So they were fun to meet. And if you're keeping track of kind of where we've talked about on the map, every single thing is to the left of Cinderella Castle. Oh, yeah. There were very few things over like in that back part of Fantasyland or even in Tomorrowland, which we did talk about, you know, kind of as we were reviewing the night at the end of the day just together, is that it would have been nice to maybe spread some of the love over that way because there was a drastic difference in just like crowds and not that it was ever uncomfortable or crazy but you could definitely tell as soon as we left Frontierland to head that way or just check things out no one in Tomorrowland it was so empty so in Tomorrowland the only things offered is there are two treat trails one is at Cosmic Rays the other is at Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor and then they have the DJ dance party the only thing happening there. There is a photo pass opportunity that happens on the bridge to Fantasyland. So I don't know if you'd count that as Tomorrowland. I or not. Wouldn't. Sorry, not Fantasyland to the hub. But eh. I mean, I feel like there's always a photo pass person standing there. It wasn't like a special magic shot for this event, though. I guess not that we know of because we didn't stop there. And then in the back half of Fantasyland, like back near. Ariel, Barnstormer, Dumbo. There's a treat trail at Ariel's Grotto. So not at the ride, but next door in Ariel's Grotto, which is an unused space right now. And then there's a treat trail back in uh, Pete's Silly Sideshow. Which wasn't enough to make us walk back there. No, I would imagine that was a ghost town back there. Mm -hmm. And I don't believe Big Top Souvenirs was even open. I doubt it was because Big Top Souvenirs opened... After the first boobash, I yeah. believe. Yeah, that's a good point. So that's it's interesting. There was there is merchandise in Tomorrowland as well at uh, Star Traders, but that's it's in it, it, I, kind of just the same comment again. Is that it's very interesting, especially looking at the map. You can cut it in half. You know, you go straight down Cinderella's Castle, straight down the carousel. Everything is to your left. Pretty much. So we've talked about things that we have experienced or did experience. Maybe let's talk about things that we did not experience. No attractions. No, we did one. Except for the carousel, which was completely impromptu. Um, You know, we did all the entertainment. That was the biggest thing on our list. And then as soon as we decided to venture out, we were just strolling along and, of course, the carousel was pretty empty. And I was just like, hey, let's do it. It seems fun. And that was basically how that went down. And then we just went on our way. And we only did one treat trail, which is probably a little sad. It is a little sad. But, again, what I guess what we didn't realize is that most of the treat trails do take you inside somewhere. You know, there was one in, like, the Pecos Bill area. All of the ones that you just mentioned – Besides the one that we did at uh, Cosmic Rays, I feel like they all went inside. 
And if I had to guess, you know the Pete Silly Sideshow one would have went inside. Ariel's Grotto would have went inside. Maybe. They could have just had it against the rail. Monsters, Inc. went inside. Yeah, Cosmic Rays was the only one that was outside, which, you know, we were in a peculiar situation just because (laughs) I, I would have had to undress in order to get a mask on, which, you know, looking back, we probably should have. That's on us. We should have thought differently. Uh, no. Who cares? I I do not care about candy that much. I feel like you can be a little disappointed. That's fine. But no, I'm not sacrificing our costume for a treat trail. What I was trying to say is I'm, I'm not saying it was worth it to let go of the candy. I'm just saying in the time of people having different comfortability levels, and wanting to accomplish different things, I think it would have been more accommodating to have outdoor treat trails more commonly available just for if, for example, a family didn't want to go to inside spaces. It would have been completely possible, you know, to do everything. The other side to that, which I'm aware of, is that weather is a big factor as well. They probably don't want to set up a lot of outdoor stuff and then have to scramble to get it indoors if it starts raining. But we had the perfect weather. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. We hit the jackpot. We very much looked out. It was never uncomfortably hot, which was good for us because we were wearing lots of layers and body suits, basically face paint. Um, and it never just rained. one of us was wearing face paint, by the way. Well, makeup, whatever. But yeah, it never rained. It was... I don't want to say cool because that would be a stretch, but it wasn't unbearably hot. We hit the jackpot. Last topic is specialty food and beverage. So included in your admission, you do get free, quote unquote, free bottled beverages. So it was Coke, Diet Coke, water, and Sprite. It is Dasani water for those of you who are very particular (laughs) about that. Popcorn. Most places, it was packaged up in the popcorn boxes, like with a lid. We just happened to find one at the end of the night in Adventureland that had it in the 50th anniversary cartons. Like what they would sell you. Uh huh. Which I thought was pretty cool. That was we, cool. And we got to get one of those. And ice cream. So it's a Mickey premium bar, a ice cream sandwich, or the strawberry one, which I, I'm not an ice cream fan, so that doesn't appeal to me. Oh, it appeals to me. But you got the strawberry one. Like, who are you? I had a couple of reasons for getting it, which I stated last night. A, the chocolate ones are quite messy. I couldn't risk spilling on myself, getting chocolate dripped all over my Wanda costume. And B, I feel like I would never like buy a strawberry bar just in the park because there's so many other good food options. But if you're going to give it to me for free, I'm going to try it. I'm going to eat it. It was really good. It was refreshing. It's dairy-free, which we're trying to do anyway. Not super successful, but we try. And it was it was a nice treat. Speaking of dairy-free, let's talk about the paid things that we got, which both included whipped cream. Hush, please. <laughs> <laughs> so there are four specialty food and beverage that are available. There's maybe some discrepancy here. I don't know if it's changed at one point in time, we saw there was like a sour apple. I have it pulled up because I was so upset about not getting this. It was called the Prince John Sucker. 
and it was like a green apple kind of slushy drink and it had a ring pop for Prince John always sucking his thumb. It also mentions on this, um, I'm on the Disney food blog. It also mentions a five dozen egg slushy for Gaston. I think it was like custard based. We never even considered it because that doesn't appeal to me at all. Well, just the name. Like I'm out after the name. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care what you put in it, but say egg and I'm not into that. Yeah, it seems a little weird. But those were not even listed on the park map. And it, I mean, it does say at the very bottom of this one, entertainment and offering subject to change without notice at any time. So anyway, here's what was available to us was the mocha chocolate chip frozen drink from Golden Oak Outpost. Frozen mocha topped with whipped cream, chocolate chips, and a sugar acorn. It was good. It was, it was like the, a milkshake, kind of. Yeah, it was definitely the one that I preferred. Um, I Once I started drinking it a little bit, the mocha flavor just kind of, uh, I would have just preferred a chocolate milkshake. <laughs> but it was pretty good. The one that I drank most of was the apple ginger dale frozen drink. Both of these were found at Golden Oak Outpost in Frontierland. Frozen apple cider mixed with ginger ale and topped with whipped cream and a Twix cookie bar chopped up. Uh, it was good. To me, it tasted most similar to like an icy flavored uh, frozen Coke or like a cherry Coke. It's apple, but it, you know, it's fruit. Mm-hmm. It's along the same lines. It was good. Again, I got tired of it pretty quickly. I think we... Probably both drank a quarter to a half of ours and then threw them away. Yeah, I would say half. I mean, we weren't super hungry because we ate before we went and everything. And we knew we were going to hit up the free, the complimentary snack. So it's not like we were super worried about trying them all. But it wasn't anything that we were just wild about. Two things that we did not get. One by choice, one just availability or you know, we just ran out of time. We pretty much decided beforehand that we would skip the Foolish Mortal Funnel Cake. This was found at Sleepy Hollow. Funnel Cake topped with chocolate cookie crumbles, purple vanilla ice cream, caramel drizzle, and M&M's. It looks very busy in the picture. I would be kind of scared to eat it. Yeah, I just wasn't. I didn't. That just You're not a funnel cake person. Too messy. That too. And then last... We would have got it, I think, if we maybe would have been there earlier in the night, was the Maleficent churro. Churro covered in chocolate cookie crumbles, drizzled with purple icing, and topped with green and purple sugar. Now, maybe this makes me completely spoiled. I just don't... I never want a churro in Disney World because, in my mind, that's like a Disneyland thing. That's the only place I want a churro. And I will say this Maleficent churro, I don't know if they call it the same thing in Disneyland or if they just call it a cookies and cream churro, but it looks very similar to one that we've had there before. So if I had to guess, it would probably taste pretty similar. Which it has the icing on it. We prefer a dip normally. <laughs> it's a little easier to eat that way. But that I, I would have grabbed it, like I said, if we were there earlier in the night. Or if we, or where was it located? Just says at Main Street USA Snack Cart. So if I had to guess, it's probably both of those on the hub to the right Mm -hmm. and left where we, or we, they were doing just normal snacks there as well. 
Yeah. So we just kind of skipped those. But other, I mean, I have to say, as far as purchasable snacks, I thought, I thought it was very interesting that four, quote unquote, out of the six listed that we've seen online were drinks. It's easy for them to make in mass quantities. Well, but I feel like so are cookies or, you know, like a Haunted Mansion wedding cake or something like that. There just didn't seem to be a lot of other treats. So I feel like in that area, too, when you just think about the night in general, some of those things I felt like were a little lacking. And maybe it's because they have complimentary snacks, like they didn't feel the need to go all out with extras. But that is something I noticed. My advice to anyone going either this year or in the future, if the event starts at either 9 or 9.30, ours started at 9, I would just eat before. I wouldn't go for the food. That's not a reason to go to this event. I agree. Okay. So final review, final thoughts. I think we said this last night when we were leaving because you can kind of get a sense from other people in the crowd on how they're feeling. I feel like a lot of people were enjoyed it. They were on the happier side. Some people you could tell maybe. They were probably tired. <laughs> a lot of people that we saw were very tired or had tired children. And I think the reason why we enjoyed it so much is because we put so much into it. Because we did the costumes and we were in characters to a certain extent and we kind of hyped this up to each other then i think that's what made us enjoy this so much it wasn't necessarily everything that was offered it was just you and i doing something a little bit different in a disney park that was a little bit less crowded getting to hear the music that we wanted to and see the characters that we wanted to i think this event is good if you place a lot of value on entertainment, or if you do a lot of value in attractions. Yeah. The only thing that I would say is no matter what, you know, you're going to miss the fireworks. So when you said like put an emphasis on entertainment, I think what they had to offer was good, but you, you know, there was no stage show, there were no fireworks. And those are things that we typically would have taken part in if they were offered but I completely agree. We knew what we were getting. You know, when we signed up and bought the ticket, we knew what we were going to get. We knew we were going to dress up. And we knew that no matter what, we were going to go and have a good time just because we were dressing up and kind of stepping out of our comfort zone and just going to be goofy and have a good time. So overall, like I said, this was one of the best nights ever, in my opinion. I had a, so much fun. But would you agree that if you just do a pros and cons column and a cost-benefit analysis between this and previous paid-for parties that you've done, this probably has the least of that we've ever paid for? Yeah, and I think, unfortunately, most of it's because we never did the villains after-hours party. I In this scenario, I almost wish that we did that we could have compared it to that because I do think this would have been the most similar. But since all we've ever done are other parties, you know, whether it's the Christmas party or the not so scary Halloween party um, here and in Disneyland, it is kind of hard to say this was amazing. 
because you did even bring up that last year, you know, all the cavalcades and even like the specialty treats, those are things that we just got to do by going. So that was kind of in the back of our mind too, is that this is going to have to be our, our Disney Halloween fix for the whole season. Like this is it. This is what we're getting. So again, pro, we did it. We got our fix. We had a blast. Con, it it was what three, four hours. Three hours. Nine Technically, to 12. yeah. But we got we got there at eight. But that was all we got for the entire Halloween season, and it's our favorite season in Disney. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't. It'd be hard for me to recommend this to another group because unless you were going and dressing up and like making a big deal about it. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. It's very subjective. It's very much that if you're just going and you're treating this as that you're going to magic kingdom and you're pulling out what magic kingdom has to offer, you're probably not going to get your money's worth. But if you're going and you, but you're putting more into it, then I think it has a lot of potential. Do you think we're being wishy-washy enough on this? I know. We keep going back and forth because I'm like, best night ever. And then we have our pros and cons. But I do agree with you. I mean, it's just everything is always kind of subjective. Maybe here's the best way I can put it. Okay. And we talked about this as we were leaving last night. Right now, for the, I don't even remember what they're calling it, to be honest, the Christmas after hours party. Yes. All dates are still available. It is more expensive than this. By a reasonable chunk of change. This did not convince us to go to that. We will probably not be going to a Christmas after hours event this year. That is a good way to look at it. Yeah. I'm glad we did this one. Not enough to convince us that it's worth it for the Christmas one. But if they did Boo Bash again next year, I would probably go to one night. Again. Yeah. I would do it again. But I would not pay more, which they are going to raise prices next year. We Well, most likely. We don't know unless they've like made a statement. And I guess another way that we could do it for a similar price would be move earlier in the year. Go in August, early September. But then, you know, you're dealing with a lot. It is a little bit cooler, not by a whole lot, but we are a little bit cooler than the first people that went. Oh, I think temperature wise, I think we were drastically cooler if, if we're being honest. And the people go mid October might even have to wear long sleeves. I mean, that's how quickly the weather changes here, Mm -hmm. which that sounds glorious. (laughs) So hopefully that's the easiest way of putting it. Good. Not great. But we did have fun. We did. And if you want to see all of the fun in more detail, like Brendan mentioned, you should look it up on YouTube. Yep. Our YouTube is linked in the description below. As always. As always, yeah. We always put those links in there. <laughs> so I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. If you are looking to do a party or just to get some travel booked, reach out to our friend Hannah Little with Creating Magic Vacations. All of her details are down in the show notes below or go to com slash little bit of Disney. And... Yeah, I think that's it. So thank you for listening. Don't forget, if you've enjoyed today's episode, leave us a review. That's the best way to let other people know that they should be listening to the podcast. And it's the best way 
to let Apple Podcasts know that they should be requesting it to or recommending it to other people. Yep. So thank you guys so much for listening. We will actually be back tomorrow, tomorrow night with a Disney Cruise Line trip report from Hannah. And we look forward to bringing that to you then. And then on Thursday, we will have another episode pertaining to the 50th anniversary. So I hope you can join us for both of those. Thank you so much for listening and we'll chat with you real soon. Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. Make sure you subscribe and leave us an iTunes review if you enjoyed the show. Between episodes, you can find us on Instagram at Detour to Neverland or visit DetourToNeverland.com. We appreciate you letting us be part of your day. See you real soon.